the marinade. There's no O in marinade. Let's try it one more time. Ready? One, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> the marinade. Marrow. Marrow. Marinade. Bone marinade. The marinade. The marinade. With Jason Earl. Welcome to the Marinade with Jason Earl, episode 26, the fourth and final of our 2018 in Review series. I've invited a few artists whose work I appreciate to record episodes discussing our favorite albums of 2018 and then just getting down about creative process. My good friend Brian Colleen joins us for a very special episode to talk about Lowe's Double Negative. Brian is one of the smartest, funniest, most interesting people that I get to be around and he frequently turns me on to films or albums that I'll likely enjoy that are also going to help me grow as a person and every conversation that I have with Brian leaves me better than I was before. You can find Brian's music at Killeen, K-I-L-L-E-E-N dot X-Y-Z and then go look up some stuff by his former band Plain vs. Cult at plainvscult.bandcamp.com. Ladies and gentlemen, such a treat, such an honor. Brian Colleen talking Lowe's double negative. To wake me up like a Lazarus dead. Gonna be the man you want. Never ever I give in. My kaleidoscope always big. So, like, I usually just hold it. Um, it's 
okay. Like if we, if you want to sit yeah. forward, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you can just pick it up. Does it? Is there gonna be a lot of like static and like bumping no. around if I, like, boom, 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 if I hold it? Feel it like that? It's great. Like if I move around a lot, is there any like? No, it's not too bad. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Dude, thank you so much. We got Brian Colleen, and we are talking about Low. The band Low, Double Negative was the record. Why did you choose that one? Well, I, I think it's ironic that the, the record's called Double Negative because there's absolutely nothing negative about the album <laughs> whatsoever. Um, Low has been a band that spoke to me as many people many moons ago. Um, they're just a, a spiritual experience uh, yeah. listening to that band um this is their first album in three years i think so i was like super stoked to actually get some new low music um and the reviews were just incredible so yeah. there was an, a sense of urgency to to pick it up um i think sonically it's like unlike any album they've made really it's uh a totally studio heavy album um and they're just artists that have always pushed themselves to do something beyond themselves every single album mm -hmm. um and i think that's important mm -hmm. yeah. how much is that when you think about your own process um how much does that sentiment that idea of pushing yourself inform your process uh it can be a blessing and a curse i think mm -hmm. because um i think for me that can kind of get in the way of the actual self-conversation that's natural and organic um so I actually try not to to allow that to shape my music too much. Mm -hmm. um, that's from a listening point of view. I like to seek out people that are pushing limits because it makes me want to create. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, when I'm I shake the edge of sketch and just I don't put any pressure on myself. I just try to let my spirit speak. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I that's great. I don't know. Like I do. You know, I talk to a lot of folks about this kind of thing, and I feel like a lot of times there is a pressure that people put on themselves. So that's wonderful. I love that uh, analogy too, or that metaphor that you shake the Etch-a-Sketch. I, I think, I think at some point, every musician, every artist in general does put pressure on themselves. Right. Um, I know from like the initial stages of me making music, there was some pressure to get out there, work hard, like constantly create whatever. But as time went, went on, I realized okay, you're doing this, like, this is it. <laughs> you yeah, found yeah. your lot in life, and this is it, so just sit back and enjoy the ride and, and let your inner self speak. And I think, for me, like, when I do that, that's when the greatest results are yielded. And I think when I'm forcing things, I'm stifling all the colors that are available on that palette. <sighs> that makes a ton of sense. And I think... Because the, the interesting th thing there is the tension between getting up and doing the work and consistently doing the work, but also allowing your inner artist to speak. Absolutely. It's sort of like you want to be disciplined without disciplining yourself. Right. <laughs> like without being conscientious of doing it. Right. Because um, you don't want to get caught in the process. Yeah. Uh, that's maybe not the way I want to put it, but you don't want to get caught in the rote um in the rote doing of the thing, mm -hmm. but at the same time, you got to do the thing and you got to do it consistently. Otherwise you're not going to get any better. 
Right, and at some point you find that that sort of like you're saying like the road like the equation that works for you, and then you just sort of store that in your, you know, emotional muscle memory, and it's it's just there. Right, and um, so I think I'm almost there, <laughs> not quite yet, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's I can I can see it on the horizon now. Yeah, yeah. So I was uh, I was reading one of. Um Brian Koppelman, you know who Brian Koppelman is? No. He wrote uh, Rounders. Oh, and, okay. Uh, he write, writes the show Billions. Um, he has an amazing podcast called The Moment that I talk about probably way too much on the show. But um, he's kind of like a, a hero of mine. And um, he does Julia Cameron's The Artist's Way, and he gets up and does his morning pages every morning. And I had, I, I've been doing it for a while, and I had this moment yesterday where I was doing my morning pages which is basically just a brain dump, but sometimes stuff comes up. And so I was in the middle of it and I was like, Oh, that's a good idea. And I had this tension between, do I just keep dumping or do I stop and chase this idea? So I stopped and chased the idea and I'm glad I did. And I, who knows if anything will come of it, you know, mm. but I'm glad I did because then I just went right back to my morning pages and everything was fine. And somebody asked him that question on Twitter and he said the same thing. I was like, Oh, okay. I'm validated. Sure. <laughs> compliment does it that way. Yeah. So that works. Yeah. Um, because otherwise that idea may have just completely been gone. I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this because I just, just yesterday I had uh, a melody floating around and, and I am, I am the laziest person when it comes to doing just that, like stopping in the moment and capturing something and you have to do that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I did, I just stopped what I was doing and I sat down and I worked it out and I, I recorded it and, um, and it's there now. Good. <laughs> it's, it's prisoner. Good. What <laughs> it that, can't, <laughs> what does that look like? You have a little like recorder that you yeah, play just, into? I, I, have, I have a tape recorder. I have my, my, uh, my Mac, yeah. you know, sometimes I use my phone, it, you know, whatever's available. You just play it yeah. on your guitar. Or? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about if you're out at like, like when I like hum it to myself, no. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, kind like, of. Yeah, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I've got some really weird little audio bites on my phone, just like any other creative person out there. Right, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and then I open that vault every once in a while. I'm sitting there bored at night before I go to bed. I'm like, what is this? Like, was I drunk at was I drunk at a bar one night? <laughs> what, 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 like, what what is this? <laughs> but there's some great stuff in there. I mean, every you know, I've. Again, like back to the idea of urgency, like I think it's really important that when something is speaking creatively in your spirit that it needs to, um, you know, escape from that chrysalis phase and, and get out. And so you have to listen to it. Right. You know, you have to you have to open the gate and let it fly. But at the same time, there is also the value of the vault. And sometimes revisiting things uh, can bear fruit. Mm. So, yeah, I'm bad about that. I, um, I, you know, I always have a journal on me and I'm always writing down ideas and like last night I, I wrote quite a bit. I just needed to get it out. Yeah. You know, I'd had like a really long creative day and I got to the end of it. Nobody else was around me. I had to get it down. So I got it down, but it ended up getting kind of intense, like in points, you know, and it was flowing, but I'm, my anxiety doesn't want to return to it today. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Like oh. I'm sure I'll do it later. But in my head, I'm like, oh, I don't, you know, there was just, it, it was so, it was cathartic and, and I didn't expect it, right? I didn't know that I needed it in yeah. that moment, but I did and I clearly did. And so now I'm kind of like apprehensive about going to it 
because for a couple of reasons, one is I may feel pressure to do something with it. Right. So then there's the, that anxiety. Um, and then the other is just the anxiety of it not being any good, which is a stupid anxiety. Who gives a, who gives a shit if it's any good? Yeah, right? exactly. And yeah. you can't, that that's like not even like, you, you can't like be your own judge and jury constantly. Like, right. Like, you know, you can't, uh, and when we all do it, we all do yeah. it. I'm going to sit here and say that I haven't done that. Um, but more recently with music, I haven't been recording myself a lot. I've just been playing and trusting the idea. And I mean, I'll work out the parts and try to arrange a song, but I'm just sort of like letting things flow, which yeah. is what initially when I started doing this, I, I didn't do that. Uh-huh. I was like analyzing everything, every change, every chord change, every lyric, every, you know, last minute detail of the cadence of how I was singing a lyric or uh, how I was pronouncing a word even like, I mean, right. just all sorts of little nuances that I would uh, pay attention to. And now, and I think it's probably, maybe it's cause I'm maturing a little bit. I hope, I hope yeah, that's what it is yeah. that I'm, and I'm becoming more comfortable with the craft Yeah. Um, that I'm not doing that. I, I'm, I'm trusting my instinct and uh, I mean, a good friend of mine really taught me these lessons. Um, Eddie Joe Martinez uh-huh. of, of Plain versus Colt, right. uh, my guitarist, and um, you know he was just uh, instrumental in, in teaching me the to not yeah you know, the horror, worst pun ever for <laughs> but um for teaching me to just trust your instinct. Mm. You know that's great. Um, that is great and uh, incredibly inspiring. And it's so much harder than, than it sounds like. Uh, it's like, yes. But um, anyway, I think there's like a level of self-criticism that you have to have sure. um, at, at some point. Uh, otherwise, you know, you're just, you're, you're not working. I don't know. It's, yeah. yeah I mean, uh, Maybe, maybe not. I, I think, sure, you want to you wanna be kind of discerning and make sure that you're doing something that matters to you though. I think that's the big thing is like this, um, these last two weeks have been super fun for me because I'm doing a thing that I think that was my idea that I think is good and I am pursuing it and maybe nobody likes it. Maybe, maybe nobody gives a shit, but, uh, I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, like what I, this is different from what I have been doing. Um, I, I'm still doing what I have been doing and I want to continue to pursue that. But this year end thing was just like this, moment that came to me and i started chasing it and it's become this different thing cool idea yeah Yeah. like what i didn't expect i mean we're talking about low i i had like a list of of i'm surprised you never really yeah uh, and and like i hadn't really listened to that yeah i'm surprised and now it's the only thing i've listened to for a week their early (laughs) stuff is incredible i got yeah Yeah. i've only listened to i went back to i don't have it in front of me but i went back to one of the ones from the 90s yes and it's great oh my god yeah they are a, a good friend of mine from the, uh, turned me on to them years ago, and I mean this is back in the day when you would like sit in like oh you know a fast food chain parking lot at three in the morning and like <laughs> listen to each other CDs yeah, and smoke yeah. cigarettes and like right. and he we would do that we were just like either at Barnes and Nobles or like rallies or some weird you know and just like sit yeah. there and like grab a burger and and we would just park the cars and like he had this really nice studio so we were like uh, uh, stereo and so we were just like. He was like, oh, yeah, have you heard this disc? Have you heard that disc? Have you heard this yeah. band, this and that? And, and Low, and I was just like, and we're just sitting there listening to Low, like blaring in this, like, you know, Barnes Noble parking lot at, like, three in the morning, and yeah. these, like, harmonies, and people are, like, driving by. What are those people listening to? <laughs> but, uh... I mean, it sounds like a funeral, probably like the the layman or something. It's just like I well, mean, that, it, I it mean it's it's very somber. A, yes, yeah, yeah. It, I was thinking like it makes me want to write 
like a, a dark but somewhat hopeful novel. It, it's like I want to write my own girl with a yeah. dragon tattoo. <laughs> you know? And even and, and that made me think about there are parts on this album on Double Negative that sound kind of like Trent Reznor just ran in there for a second yeah. and just was like making a movie score. Right. Right. And then he just kind of popped back out and then they kept doing their thing. Mm-hmm. There's a static ambience to the album. Um, mm-hmm. Like a, a lot of their older stuff is very raw, very organic, but there's still a lot of atmosphere. And um, I love creating atmosphere in organic ways. But again, this album is a much more processed album, mm-hmm. um, but it isn't contrived or forced or um, it, it's it still honors their their spirit of being um naturally inclined to the sound that they have i think there's uh, a lot of musicians that are they have a technical talent but then they go seek out a sound and they cultivate the sound on a, uh with effects and processing and they try to which is awesome and then there's other people that just sort of have the sound um and so low to me have, have always been an artist that they have a sound that's naturally occurring um so this album was something different and, yeah uh, there, there in a, in a like very a, good way. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, there's a very clear there's a very clear current that runs through the records I have listened to of theirs, but they have a pretty deep catalog, so I have Yeah, at this point, oh yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. gotten to where I, you know, where I'm going to go with them now. Thank you. Good. <laughs> Cause, cause <I'm> <laughs> Mission hooked. accomplished. Yeah, it's just yes. I mean, so cool. Yeah. Um they Amazon, I've been I, I use Amazon Music and they the like related artists that they suggested were uh, Interpol Beach House, Tom York, and Cat Power. Gotcha. Right? Like, it makes Cat a ton Power. of sense, love, doesn't it? Love Sean Marshall. Oh, amazing. I think she has a new album coming out, actually. I or saw I, that. Yeah, I, I know she's touring again, and she's playing. I think she played some festivals, because she was kind of reticent for a while. And I saw, you know, it's funny. I saw her play a one-off show. It wasn't, wasn't in support for any album or anything. It was in Fort Lauderdale, and I think she is from South Florida, oh. which I would have never thought. Yeah. And, um... I guess she was just down there hanging out and she was like, you know what? I want to do a show. And it was right after, um, what was the, uh, she's, she's done a couple of cover, a jukebox, mm-hmm. the cover collection yeah, that she did. Oh my God. It's amazing. So good. And so she had that blues band that she was playing with mm-hmm. and it was at the, um, oh, what's the, the, there's a venue down in Lauderdale. Um, the something room. It's just like bamboo this, room. No, no. It's like, it's on the strip down there and it's like, I cannot for the life of me think of it, but it's it, it's a it's just like a box. Yeah. And but it sounds incredible and she sounded incredible and it was literally elbow to elbow in there. You could not practically breathe, but people, the energy was just absolutely electric. Like I felt like I was in the sixties that night. Yeah. And I told that to this guy standing next to me and him and his girlfriend were just like, Yeah, I feel like I'm at a doors concert. Like and it really had that vibe. Like it was really dark in there. Wow. There were uh, there had to be a few hundred people at least in this place. Yeah. And it, it was just, it was just incredible. She sounded so good, yeah. and she was just sort of pacing the stage, walking back and forth, and you never knew if she was like, "I'm done," <laughs> if she was like in a good or bad mood. But she was just like feeding off the band's energy and the crowd, and it was just, it was just like the coolest wow. time to see Cat Power yeah. like ever for me. I'm, right. I almost tell, don't even want to see her again because I, I just want that memory right. of how she was that night, that snapshot of 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 who Sean Marshall is as a performer is forever etched in my mind. It was That's just a, amazing. It was so incredible. You yeah. tend to, uh, you go to a lot of shows. I, uh, yeah, yep. you, cons- you are a consumer of music for sure. 
in all the best ways. And you go to a lot of you have a lot of really cool show <laughs> stories. I <laughs> I'm feel lucky, like. I know. Yeah. Yeah. How about this year? Anybody in particular? Gotta go see Nico Case. Yep. I've never seen her. Definitely gonna be there for that one. Um probably gonna go see Kurt Vile again. That's always an incredible experience. I mean, when you live a hundred yards from the Plaza Theater, you you really have no excuse <laughs> to miss Jeff Tweedy if he's gonna, <laughs> Jeff Tweedy's going to be down the street from my my apartment. So yeah. I'm probably going to make that <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll probably be there for that one. I think Peter Murphy, if he's not being, uh, didn't he just get like arrested or something? He oh, was like throwing know. bottles at the crowd. But, yeah, it was like this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Peter Murphy. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, what, what the situation was, but I guess like there was a show and like, he was throwing something at the crowd. You can't and throw bottles at the no, crowd yeah, anymore. I know, right? I mean, Trump. yeah, man. Like, so he's going to be performing at the Plaza Theater in a couple months. So, there's a lot of great shows coming to the the Plaza Theater. It's so amazing. I'm, uh, what a, what a great venue. Yeah, the Truckers yeah. are playing with Lucinda Williams. That's the Eric one I was thinking Trump. of. Yes, not going to miss yeah. that either. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. What man, an incredible Those lineup. are your people, man. Yeah, that's like, that's wheelhouse <laughs> for me right there. Yeah. Man. Those are three of my favorites. I mean, Erica Winterstrom made quite possibly my favorite record of 2018. Is that right? Yeah, Sweet Unknown. It's, I mean, it's just so beautiful. And she, she like, went and she went to Peru or somewhere and did ayahuasca and came back totally changed and wrote this, like, hopeful, gorgeous record. Oh, wonderful. So positive. Oh, wow. Every time I put it on, I'm just, like, wanting to hug everyone. And, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, that's not what I usually listen to, you know. I'm yeah. just listening to, like, slit your wrist, you know, <laughs> sad songs. Well, but there's, uh, there's, there's, yeah, there's something to be said for that. I think when, you know, it, it's so awesome to see an artist that has, has been on a, on a path for a while and then they just remove themselves from that path like completely like you know and they come back renewed you know it's it's i think i need to do that I, i'm hopefully going to do that um this summer i'm planning on traveling out west for a little while and i mean i've been thinking about it constantly like, awesome. I, I really want to go to new mexico and uh, arizona and um and do some riding and camping and just yes. reflection, man. It's it's time. It's yeah. time. I haven't done it in a while. Right. When I lived in the Pacific Northwest, I was doing it all the time. Right, right, right. It was just like work, reflection, work, reflection, work, reflection. Yeah. You know, and, and now it's just like, you know, I mean, Orlando is such an amazing place, but it is an urban center. So right. um, I think sometimes you have to make a concerted effort to get out of that. That's true. And um, so, so it's been on my mind. It's been on my spirit. And I really want to get out there this summer. Um, Yes, it's exciting. That's a great point. We are surrounded by a lot of beauty and um, an opportunity for solitude, but to get to it isn't necessarily all that easy. Yeah. You got to make the effort. And especially if you think about some of our greater assets, like the beach being right there, um, most of that is so is so built up. Like you can go to Canaveral and go to the state park. I mean, the national park. For right sure. There. You have to find the little enclaves of solitude. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's what a what a beautiful place to reflect, mm -hmm. but it's really difficult to reflect when there's like a you know a custard I, spot right down. The I have street. to painfully admit that I, I think I've I just I take the beach for granted because I grew up here. Like uh -huh. I'm one of those people. I'm just like the beach. <laughs> it's uh -huh. like it is it is sublime, and I love going out there. And I go and I go often, yeah. but um. Yeah, I, it's just it's the worst attitude I know, but I do take it for granted. <laughs> I get like, that. I mean, I think there yeah. are things that like rivers that I take for granted because because I grew up in Central Florida. And there's a lot of really beautiful, meandering, yeah, you know, slow current rivers with you know, cypress trees and 
alligators and herons and all that kind of stuff and here i am in my the waiting birds two o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on a sunday you know? the ibises yeah exactly <laughs> there's all that good stuff i'm always the guy that when i go there's a couple of parks in town i go to all the time to journal and, and hang and mm-hmm. and have my alone time and um one in particular mead gardens i go there all the time yeah. it's a very special place for me and I'm always that guy that's walking on the trail, and there's like this like, huge crane or an ibis or a blue heron, and they just they're su- they're 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 you know they're staring at the water, trying to find that one fish or whatever it is that they're trying to get, and I just I mess everything up for them. They get, they get scared, and <laughs> yeah. And I remember when I, when I was first getting into photography, I was reading all these articles about how to properly shoot wildlife. Yeah. Like you're not supposed to molest the animals in any way, shape, or form. You're not supposed to disrupt them or interact with them directly because it's an unnatural process and so i was like i mean I, th- these words spoke harshly right. to me and right. so i'm like going out there trying to like you know snapshot all these birds and and uh i just end up scaring <laughs> so I, feel like I feel horrible i didn't know uh, photography was one of your pursuits it's 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 my uh my ticket to adventure as i as i call it it's it's cool. really it, it kind of like it's sort of um you know it's it gets me out and about uh-huh. and um and yeah, imagery is powerful. Um, right. It's always been a powerful medium for me to, to gravitate towards. I, I I love it. Yeah, and and it's really cool because I have like no professional aspirations with it whatsoever. It truly is, for all practical means, of the word a hobby for me. Oh wow! Yeah, and it's just something to enhance my creative process and get me out of the house. And yeah, that's so it's really great. cool. So like like without even trying, I always just come across these little nuggets of inspiration and, and input for my music um, without even really looking for them. So it's cool. Can, can you think of a specific example? Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, hopefully if we get to listen to it, my song cross country, mm-hmm. um, I used to go hiking uh, over at Moss park mm-hmm. and um, I, I've, uh, I've taken a lot of shots back there. Some really beautiful, beautiful uh, sort of like, pine scrub typical florida landscape stuff back there and beautiful trees and uh i came across uh, some some racial slurs actually that were uh hung on a couple of the trees that i was uh, walking by on on the trail mm-hmm. and so i snapped a bunch of shots of them and i was sharing them with friends and they were just like you know, oh my god i can't believe this and right so it was just uh you know it was just like this and i remember that day too like i was out there it was, it was during the winter time and I was alone and like, there's nobody out there. It was like this, like, you know, walking dead, like type situation. Like, I feel like, uh, what's the guy's name in walking dead? The main character, like uh, Lincoln, yeah, Rick. Like, I feel like Rick, I'm just wandering around and, <laughs> and, um, you know, and I, and I thought to myself, I'm thinking to myself, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of afraid right now oh, wow. you know, that, 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 that these type of types of people would be dwelling in this place of peace and, and, and beauty and and here i am out here and i'm just thinking to myself like you know what else is out here who else is out here like if this is here what 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 else could be possible and um so it really it it was kind of a sad day because i i went out there to you know rejuvenate and and be alone with god and um and then i just kind of ran into this like really shitty thing and um it sounds like so. Lowe's double negative should have been playing like in the background <laughs> at this moment. 
<laughs> yeah, I know, right? I just turn around and Lowe's like in the book. They're like they're they're like they're like behind a couple of pine trees. They're just like, it's all right, man. They're like jamming. You know? <laughs> Trent Reznor jogs, but he's jogging on the trail. He jogs by. <laughs> Erica Winterstrom comes in. And plays a nice song. Peter Murphy is throwing beer bottles from a tree at people. You know? <laughs> Some bear is dodging them and throwing them back. You know? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, man. So I've, luckily I had my camera with me, and I, you know, I snapped some shots. And, um, and the lyric to that song basically says that exact thing, right? Where you hit, you see yeah, it's just kind of a narrative thing where I just yeah. describe the situation. Um, and it's funny because I just had moved back from Seattle, and not to sound like some Seattleite or Pacific Northwest snob, but it was like I remember saying to myself, "Yeah, you're back home," <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know. Which yeah. I mean, that's not true. I mean, there, I there's mean. there's racism and and ignorant people everywhere, yeah, and absolutely. and um, but it was just like, uh, I forgot about this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I know? think so. I, I'm, you know, I, I am, I am the biggest one of the biggest critics of the South and one of its biggest champions. You know, and especially like Ocala, where I grew up. I'm the, s- the same way about that. Yeah, right? where I'm like, don't say a bad word about it, but I will motherfucker it. Yeah, consistently. Well, it's a beautiful place. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, and it was a wonderful place to grow up. But, but it's also a very segregated place. It's also um, a place that does not deal with its racism and mm-hmm. does not acknowledge its racism collectively. I think. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of times people looking at Florida from the outside forget how how big our state is geographically and how many people are here for sure. They forget how diverse it is or don't know how diverse it is. They forget that people who live here, almost everybody's from somewhere else. And so you get all these people come, of course there's Florida man, this and Florida man, that, you know, like that does not negate all of its beauty and its power and all of the incredible things about this place. Absolutely not. Yep. Yep. I watched, I thought about you the other day because I watched You Were Never Really Here. Oh, my God. <laughs> you thought of me? Have I ever bashed somebody's head in with a hammer? I, I don't think I've done that. But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, just that you are a film, you are a film enthusiast. I know. You told yeah. me about that one. And, and I remember after you watched it. Wow. And one of my favorite things is catching up with you right after you've seen the film. Because <laughs> you're so passionate about it. Go my Siskel and Ebert mode. Oh, man. Yeah. I love it. I love it when you're in that place. Um, what is it about film? I don't know, maybe that's too much to try to unpack. It is an incredible film, by the way. Oh, it's great. One of the year's best, and I think just because of the sensitivity of the subject matter, it's going to get completely shunned at the Oscars. Uh, and so, But, man, that's, that's wow. Yeah, that, that definitely lived with me for days after mm. viewing that movie. I almost watched it a second time, but I was like, eh, I'm not emotionally ready for that. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like, I wanted to see it again, mm-hmm. but I was still drained from seeing it. I watched it Friday night. That's when it was. It's important to do because a movie like that is so in your face and it's so um, powerful that your experience of it is larger than life and you miss so many nuances and details. And right. so it's easy to do. So, yeah, second viewing is probably at some point yeah, beneficial. Well, and that, you know, I'm, I'm imagining you probably we I don't think we've ever seen a film together, but I would imagine you probably consume it the, the way that I do. I get totally lost. Same here. Totally, like I I tense up and I cry and I laugh and you know it's like it's I don't watch I don't watch films as often as I'd like to because it's such an experience Mm -hmm. for me and I can't physically and emotionally handle it. 
I just went to see Schindler's List last weekend uh, for the re-release, the 25th anniversary, and I know Spielberg was saying how it's more relevant now because just because of all the different types of racism that are existing right now in the world, and he really wanted, and obviously also to just um, educate new the new generation on on the tragedies of the Holocaust and. I just, I just felt like I, I didn't want to spend my Saturday night doing that, but like I saw that it was playing, and I was just like, mm-hmm. "All right, it's yeah. time," <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, and I'm just so glad I did. Um, it was such a powerful, powerful movie. Well, but that's um, another good point yeah. that, as much as, as much as I hold to what I just said about how exhausting it is, I, I, I don't think I've ever invested in a film that I figured was probably going to be good or that was recommended to me, and then at the other end of it went, nah, I shouldn't have done that. You know, it's like, right. Sort of like, right. I've never, I've never gone for a jog and been like, mm, shouldn't have done that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't exercise today. Yeah. And it's, it's fun too, to, uh, to stumble upon, uh, wisdom, uh, as well. Like, uh, you know, when you don't really know it too much about a film, but you might've heard a little bit of buzz about it or the name or, and then you go in and you're just like blown away. Like you can't believe, and you almost feel like, the the film was made for you. The narrative is yes. is, is a, it's an intimate one on one telling to you personally. Right. And um, I I love how film can do that for me. Like I, I I almost feel like film is like the the counseling room of the world. Mm. Um, that might be changing uh, in the last decade because of how YouTube and streaming and mm. social media has sort of become the prominent. Um, gate to all things artistic but for the longest time i do feel that way that that film was sort of like the counseling room of the world where this was the most powerful and most um you know, the gr- most grand forum to get your idea out to the world yeah. and um but it's so huge yet it can feel so intimate and yeah. um so i i really I don't go see comedies or like really happy movies. I go to see movies that can sort of counsel me and teach me right. um, about the world. Uh, so it's so hopefully there'll be another film coming out soon. That <laughs> it is so big though, Brian. That's like I don't. That's movie theaters give me a ton of anxiety, and. Oh really? Yeah, a ton. I love going. <laughs> Just I, like my like being in the dark or like no, with no, the no. people like, no, or like it what? is it is the enormity of what has been created. Wow. I feel so insignificant when I watch a great film. Ah, okay. Theater. Yeah. You know, it's like it's almost like if you put me in space. <laughs> you feel so you feel anxious by that. Interesting. Uh, yeah, it makes me anxious. Interesting, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Like I remember the See, first... it's just the opposite for me. Like I I all my anxieties are actually uh, in, in a way just taken taken from me because i'm that's great because i realized in that moment that wow yeah you're just completely mutually exclusive from this entire <laughs> thing but i'm not because i'm experiencing it but yeah, yeah this yeah, is not yeah, your yeah. story this story is nothing has nothing to do with you and uh you're it's a gift for it to be to be shared yeah well i don't i just started making sure we weren't too loud i because i'm getting so excited i um <laughs> i think the first time I remember noticing it was uh, Batman Begins. Yeah, I watched Batman Begins in the theater. <laughs> Whatever year that was. Yes, yeah, that was like in the like early nineties, I think. No, no, no. no. The, Batman Begins. 
Oh, you're talking yeah, about the Nolan, Nolan one. one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. That was Not um, like Batman Forever. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> why Val I thought Kilmer. that. Yeah, <laughs> I just had Danny right, DeVito and Penguins. Right like, now. yeah. Um, no, yeah, that was like 2005. Okay, yeah, think, yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yep, I watched that in the theater, and that was the first time. I I think I had felt that anxiety before. Uh, yeah, that was the first time that I sat there and was like, "This is. I think this is a panic attack. Yep, pretty sure this is a panic attack oh, that wow. I'm having right now." And I stuck it out and. You know, I brought my awareness to my breath and <laughs> suck out the film. It's one of my favorites. Sure. Um, but yeah, that was the first time that I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. Yeah. You know, and, and recognizing that like, wow, I don't, I, I can't do anything that anyone in this film is doing. Like I'm incapable of everything that they've done. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now I might have a different, ad. now I might think like, okay, I could probably sit in a writer's room and have something to con contribute, you know, but, but just the scale of a film like that. And what they're capable of doing. I mean, watching Joaquin Phoenix the other night, just like what he's oh, able man. to do. And then it made me think about his other roles. It made me think about him as Johnny Cash, yeah. and it made me think about he him he truly uh, he he transforms himself completely. Yeah. Um. And and I think one of the things that speaks to me so much about him is that uh, the physicality mm -hmm. of the characters that he plays. Yeah. You know, he truly like physically captures. Uh, uh, the, the person that he's portraying yeah. and in this film uh you know you were never really here it was is there, you were never really there or here you were never really here i kept Every, saying yeah. you were never really there the, yeah which is a different thing why can i think of what that, that's a work of some sort right right that's what i'm thinking too that, was that the film that he made with casey affleck I'm not right. He made the whole thing where he was like it was a documentary about him or something. Yeah, where he's like, he's yeah, I'm not really here. I'm or, not really here. I yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why we're thinking that. <laughs> he's like, I'm never here. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's yeah, getting yeah. confused now. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, I'm nowhere. He's like, I'm never, I'm never really here ever. You know? <laughs> or like, there. Uh, yeah, even the movie I make is not really here. I'm I mean, neither yeah. here nor there. Really, Johnny Cash yeah. was never really here. <laughs> None of us were never here. But. Uh, I mean, just that scene in the movie where he's like driving, and he's like, you know, he's obviously he's got all those like pain issues, and the yeah. you know, his he's got the scar and like the you know from the war and all, yeah. the, and and he's just like popping pills, and he's just like <laughs> like yeah. laughing to himself, but it's not even like because he's thinking something funny, like a more like a neurological just like reaction from the pills and like his yeah. spinal injury, and he's just like, <laughs> I'm like grimacing and driving the car, and like I mean, it's just like <laughs> it was definitely not a, a humorous movie at all, but I just. I remember like chuckling at that point was like, oh my God, this guy is so hardcore. Like I am yeah. so, I'm believing every Everything. last thing that I am seeing. Yep. And in this day and age, it is so hard to do. It is so hard to convince people making a film that what you are seeing is truth mm. and it is uh, a reality in that screen. Like mm. that, that you are inside of while you're watching the film. And yep. that, that movie was just so, um, so rich with, with, reality yeah you know and they don't do a whole lot of and I, again i gotta watch it a, a second time but they don't do a whole there aren't a lot of like cinematography tricks or anything it's almost just like the force of the writing and yeah. the acting yeah i mean there are some it's raw cinema shots, for sure you know but yeah, yeah it's just kind of straight ahead like yep. He, here's this guy. Here are these crazy things that he's doing <laughs> and this yeah. fucked up situation he's yeah in. it's a character study for sure yeah wow. yeah and then uh, I don't want to give it away for people who haven't seen it, but that the way it ends and the shot at the end. There's some beautiful oh. shots. I love that shot in the water when, yeah. when he's in the lake and he's yeah. just floating in the water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, obviously Johnny Greenwood's soundtrack was just mm. off the chain. Right. 
anything that guy, that guy. does. It seems yeah. like you know, you hate giving people like I, I try not to be carte blanche when it comes to giving people compliments. But I mean, my God, it's like I can't think of one thing that guy has done that I'm just like, eh. I mean, every single thing is just so like on point, and especially with his film compositions because he just really knows how to sonically approach the narrative of the film like yeah, yeah. And, and and give and and give it the uh, you know the, the soundtrack that it really needs um i feel like he studies the characters and he you know the melodies that he writes or just i mean sometimes it's not even melody based it's more of just like noise and percussion and and uh you know cadence and um especially with you were never really here because it, you know, there's a lot of pain and suffering going on in that character, and you know, there's there's cello, but there's never really like melody. Right, you know, there's there's right. drums, but there's never really like a beat. Yeah. You know, and and so it's like a real organic soundtrack, but it's just like noise. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's that's it's that's a good point. The music did stand out to me. Yeah. That is a really good point. It's and I took notes. I remember thinking like. I can't wait to talk to Brian about this. this is <laughs> I don't remember if I wrote down. Oh, there's that shit that I wrote last night. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. You were like, you were I'm definitely. A, off, yeah. You, yeah. It turns into a yeah. poem at some point. Wow. Yeah. I don't, I yeah. don't know. We'll see. Maybe there's some, some good stuff in there. Um, I, I, I remember thinking to myself, too. I didn't know that he did the soundtrack to that movie. And, and like. You know, a third of the way through, I'm like, man, this sounds like something Johnny Greenwood would do. Mm. Thinking that he didn't do it, and, and yeah. lo and behold, because I I do stay to this day through the credits of every oh, of every yeah. film, <laughs> yeah. Because you're like, yeah. you know, in, unless you're just really enjoying the music, or you know, uh, with IMDb and oh, however many other databases, websites, or whatever, like, why do you really need to do this? Like back yeah. in the day, you really needed to stick right. stick it through to see where did they shoot it, you know, yeah, like like yeah, what locations yeah. did they use, yeah. you know, who played that song, like soundtrack and location. You always right. wanted to know. I remember like at, writing at the, at, them down, like who, right. who sang the song. Yes, you know, yes, stuff like that. And now it's like, but I, I don't know, man. It's like a, a my loyalty to cinema. I just that's great. It's it's almost like a I, I can't allow myself to not stay. I remember I had a I, I dated a girl who used to do that, and I always thought she was crazy. And then I started, um, and then Chris and I got together, and Chris majored in film production, right? You know? So she has a, a degree in film production. So when we started going to films, then it's she's definitely gonna stick around for the credits, you know. Like forget looking it up on your phone. She wants to see it right yeah, there. She yeah. wants to have the whole experience, and she wants to pay respect to the people who made it. Absolutely, you know. Yep. So I do that now, and I, and I, I that's I their just, bow, man. Right, know? and I don't yeah. know why. Like, I, I don't know why I grew up in a culture where I didn't do that. It's not like I had the internet. I mean, we did, but later, you know. I, I worked on a um, a local documentary uh, when I lived in Seattle, and. Um, what a wonderful experience, uh, you know, capturing B footage and doing some filming, um, you know, messing around with editing a little bit and helping uh, the director of the movie write. It was a, docu a documentary about uh, a local architecture project. Mm -hmm. And um, I learned so much and I had so much more of an appreciation of filmmaking mm -hmm. after that experience, as um, you could possibly imagine. Sure. Um, just how that final product comes to be is yeah. like uh it's like uh just it's just incredible man it is incredible. It really, it's just it's it's unreal like it that is. because everybody has their job yes you know and it, it truly is a well-oiled machine and um 
And they're complicated yeah. jobs too. Yep, absolutely. Those yeah. are easy things. Yeah. None of that those pieces are easy. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And I think that everybody everybody that's involved in filmmaking knows their job and they they, they all want to see that that end product and they know that in order to get there you just you have to perform your job to the best of your ability with right. passion even if no matter how mundane it seems or you know everybody wants to be the director but you know if you have to you know rig lighting and mics in certain ways because you know that sound is going to be captured in a certain way and it's going to really affect the i mean everything is important yeah. every last thing is important uh, on that team right um i had a small team on that documentary that i was working on but um it's just such a it's just such a joy to work with people in a creative setting Mm. it is honestly one of the greatest experiences of my life all the projects i've ever had whether it's a band the documentary i did some theater way back in the day Mm. working with a team of other creative people to get to that end that end product is just it's so awesome man that's great so cool i really love that experience and that's one of the things that i love about about being in a band so much yeah because you're just you're part of this team that's that's making something that's larger than all of you and um that's a good point it's 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 cool, man. It's cool stuff. What? How is? Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about it on mic, but how are, are you putting together another band? Is that is that in the works? No, right now yeah. I'm just I'm I'm focusing on songwriting. Yeah, yeah, and getting better at my craft, um, and really just getting comfortable with playing on my own again. Because when I started playing the coffee houses and and all that stuff several years ago here in town, like I, you know, I, I really got a, a rhythm going and then the band started and you know, that kind of took off. And, and now it's just like, it's like in one of those Looney Tune cartoons where like the bomb goes off and like the cla- like the, the smoke clears, but then there's like, you know, like the main character, whoever it is, like is sitting there with like the piano teeth, you know, <laughs> you know, and he's just like by himself and he's alone. He's looking around. He's like, I made it barely, you know? So I, I, I kind of feel like I'm, I feel like I'm kind of in that phase of, of like, you know, recovery. Um, yeah. but it's a good, it's a good thing because I'm rediscovering, um, my voice and I'm rediscovering, um, some of my intentions, right. Uh, creatively. So it's, I'm in a good spot. Good. Yeah. That's great, man. Well, dude, thank you so much for doing this. It's been my pleasure. I really, really enjoyed it. This. This yeah, any conversation so that we ever have is is a gift. Likewise, man. Yeah. Likewise. Awesome. Thanks, dude. My guitar's over there. If you change your mind, you want to play a, you want to play one of those, one of your tunes. That's awesome. So this is just the, this is what you do, huh? Your tune. Brian Colleen, y'all, what a fascinating individual. Thank you so much, Brian, for your friendship and for your creativity and for sharing all of the above with us. I'm so grateful to Brian for his time and energy and for the outstanding songs he writes. That first song you heard at the beginning is a tune called Kaleidoscope. It's one of Brian's, and this one is called Cross Country Hatred. It's a tune that we discussed during the show. Lots of good things coming for Brian in 2019. So stay tuned to Colleen, K-I-L-L-E-E-N dot X-Y-Z to follow Brian's work. And hopefully he ends up going on a little bit of a tour and coming to a town near you this summer. And if so, make sure you tell him hello for me and give him a big hug. 
Follow The Marinade on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you have not already, shoot us an email with feedback at marinadepodcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. You can also find things all, all things Marinade at marinadepodcast.com, the all-new marinadepodcast.com. I might say I've added the website-exclusive episodes in their own page including those with Greg Hughes and Casey Anderson, both wonderful conversations. I've also added a blog where I can add some, um, some show reviews or album reviews or maybe some of my own short stories or poetry, different things that I might find interesting. And there's a whole section for photography too, my concert photography, the work by the great Jen Ross that we've been fortunate enough to have accompany some of our episodes in the past. So on marinadepodcast.com, go check those things out. And also if you want to connect on a deeper level, please consider joining our Patreon community. Head on over to patreon.com slash marinadepodcast for details on how you can gain access to a Patreon-exclusive show called Jason's Journey, where I talk about the moments that have shaped me creatively, as well as uh, you'll get a chance to rep some marinade swag, stickers, and we've got some hats on the way, and magnets, all, all other kinds of cool stuff uh, with the, the art direction of Miss Chris Osborne at Real Artistic on social media, my partner in life and my favorite artist in the world. Our Patreon is a really cool community, and every little bit helps, so if you can swing it, we really appreciate it. All right, y'all, now for what I'm getting down on, our regular segment where I let you in on the art that I'm currently consuming, the books, the films, the TV shows, whatever has my attention and is inspiring me at the moment. Uh, Chris and I just saw the film Beautiful Boy, through which I cried just about half the time it feels like. It's really heartbreaking, but it's beautiful, and it's a, it's a story of a teenage, true story of a teenage kid who struggles with depression and then ultimately becomes addicted to crystal meth, and the film really hit home for me not because meth is something that I've experienced firsthand but because addiction runs in my family and um, frankly I think runs kind of rampant throughout the town that I grew up in Uh, we just lost somebody that was dear to me recently um, related to addiction and it's uh, it's a film like that kind of puts some perspective helps you understand that everybody in different walks of life are dealing with similar struggles uh, but also that it's important to to be empathetic and to come together and to try to help each other as much as we can and also just talk about it. The more we talk about it, the less it's stigmatized. And I think that's really important. That's why I try to talk about anxiety and depression on this show. That's why I think it's important for us to discuss addiction. All of these things are important. And the less we can uh, stigmatize them, the more people can find help and and get better and continue to, to hopefully go through recovery. Check out Beautiful Boy. It's on Amazon Prime right now. As for music, um, I was walking home from watching our good friend Jordan Foley, our guest on episode 25, play a set, and I was inspired for whatever reason to listen to Elizabeth Cook's Exodus of Venus album. I've listened to Elizabeth's music plenty in the past, but something just struck me. I'm not sure what it was that made me want to listen to that particular record and really dive deep, and it's that was two weeks ago, and it's just about the only thing I've listened to since. It's brilliant. Uh, Look for an overdue review on marinadepodcast.com in the blog section coming very soon, a review of that particular album. 
I'm currently reading Fear by Bob Woodward. The book, uh, that's the book about the Trump White House. It is as scary as the name suggests, y'all. Bob Woodward spends a hell of a yarn, and I really think it's our duty, all of us, to become as informed as possible about what's going on with our government and to get the word out, to try to talk to people who may not understand what's going on, not in a condescending way, just in a, a real way. I think a lot of folks either don't understand exactly what a mess that place is or or don't care and that's not okay because it's really important that uh, that we as citizens in a democracy are engaging uh, I think you probably know I feel that way if you listen to this show at all our president is an unqualified asshole y'all read that book thankfully there are good folks like you who are not assholes um, who exist and who interact with the show and listen to the show and I thank you so much for your love and support in 2018 it was probably one of the best years of my life uh, certainly one of the strongest years of my life creatively and uh, 2019 looks like it's set to top that i've had a really clear mind and clear heart and clear spirit so far this year and have booked some amazing guests and i'm excited to do some writing and podcasting and all kinds of other stuff thank you so much for your support i love you until next time cheers y'all There is a trail I go walking at dawn. The more